There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las, Las Culturistas calling. I have to give my congratulations. <laughs> oh, come to on. To my vipress. My actress. My bookress. Come on, Rogers. I'm so happy. By now, you'll have all heard the news. Matt is in the Showtime pilot, written by Vanessa Bayer and Jeremy Byler. I love this for you. It's true. I am super excited to be a part of it. It is just a pilot, um, but it's very exciting. The buzz is reaching a din, honey. And I mean, the show has Sybil Shepard. Can we talk about that? Sybil Shepard, Vanessa Bayer. Ugh. I mean, who these people, crazy. We were saying before we got on, like, if I heard about the show, I would be dying to watch it. It's essentially like the Devil Wears Prada at QVC is really the best way I can describe it. I'm in. I'm in. Um, and it's so funny. The script is so funny. And I would be dead for this as a viewer. But we were talking before we came on. It's so hard to watch yourself do anything that I'm I hope I'm able to watch it like for real mm. and enjoy how good it's going to be and not just be like, uh, am I good in it? Oh, my God. I don't think you've ever had an issue with like what your intention is on set translating to what, like you're successfully executing what you set out to do. There's some of us out there, myself included, where we're like, I thought I was doing this, but instead on camera and after the edit, this is, this is the best take they had. It's me going like this. It's like, <laughs> I, it's crazy. Well, no, I, first of all, you always nail literally. No, I, I no, got a text. So Bowen, you were shooting something this week and I got a text from a producer. That's a friend that said, Bowen <gasps> just really knows how to nail a take. And I Who was like, this? yes, he does. 
Matt Whitaker said that. Oh, that's very nice. Because you did a little role on Girls 5 Eva, which, by the way, is going to be such a funny fucking show on Peacock. We have to talk about this. It's going to be a great show. All the casting has been announced, so we can say. It's Sarah Bareilles, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Busy Phillips, and Paula Pell, which come the fuck on. Yeah. They play yeah. like, a, they used to be like a big Spice Girls type, huge pop girl band, and they make a comeback, essentially. It's like a sort of really pasteurized version of the story. Would pasteurized be the... Right, Pasteurized, I think, works <laughs> my jester queen. You you did not flop with that usage. What did I you. mean to say when I said pasteurized? Distilled? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you did a little part on it. And I literally, it's funny that it's you say really you don't funny. think you nail takes because I literally received a text that said he nails takes. I think what you're saying is it is hard to watch yourself because you never, it's, it's just hard. Well, um, I think like, like Joe Firestone said this once in an interview and I was just like, oh, she's so right where it's like, it's hard to watch yourself because you see yourself like faking something and it just looks so unnatural that you're like, you see yourself faking something. That's an interesting way to, yeah. to say it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, you know who else is like this? Never watched a single episode of Grey's Anatomy. Sandra Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard her say that. I get it. And Miss Miss um Miss Kristen Wiig also never watched SNL when she was on, which I think is remarkable. I kind of get it, and I I do think it it's it's hard because you want to at least check in for yourself that you did well. But I can't think of enough times where I was happy seeing myself on camera that I think it's good for me. You know what I mean? Like me neither. Me neither. It's just not. It's not I, like I don't. I don't. I genuinely don't do it. To watch myself. No, <laughs> I don't that's care not the about reason. like I I like I enjoy acting and performing, but it's not something I want to consume myself doing at any time. So interesting. Well, Jester, I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited. Thank you, Flop. I really appreciate that. Flop and you telling me that day, I was like, there's no way this day is gonna be bad. I remember you told me on a Saturday mm. and I was going, I think it was for the Christian McDo Elite show that you that you got the call. I think it was. Yeah, I told you that day we were talking. Oh, that was a that was a fun that was a fun volley. That was back a good day. Finding out you were going to be TP'd by Dua and Kristen, and also me getting to share that news with you was a good text. Sesh. It was a very good text exchange. I was just I was going in that morning, being like, you know what? There's a chance it gets cut, but as there always is. Then I was kind of white knuckling it for for that possibility. But then you telling me that you booked this, I was like, there's no way this day is going to be bad. Because my friend got this thing that he wanted. Sister support. It's called sister support. And it's a front runner for title of that. Sister support. Sister, I want to support you. What are you said you were watching something on Peacock recently, but it's not Saved by the Bell, is it? Is it something new? Okay, so we just did an ad for Peacock. Yes. And no shade to Peacock, but I streamed something on a different streamer yes, platform. And I was very excited that I did. And, and I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. And I have dragged this person before because Uh-oh. I usually can't consume their stuff. Anna Kendrick. She was really good in Love Life. And I really enjoyed Love Life. <laughs> okay, girl. I don't think sisters can support on <laughs> this topic. I'm not going to get any sister support. <laughs> I don't know. I don't okay, know can I say Ms. something? Kendrick. I dragged my ass to watch this because it's been out for months. Why did, you, why did you watch it in the first place? I'm telling you to watch 90 Day. I've been idiot. watching 90 Day. Okay, you are being an idiot. Because can I tell you something? So I got so in my head about like acting in a show that I said, I can't watch another... 
<laughs> episode of reality show because it's not what I need to be watching and no, consuming because I'm gonna like I I literally got scared for a second when I was so watching so much reality like am I forgetting what I'm supposed to be doing like when I go to work eventually and I feel like I forgot how to act because I've been watching so much 90 day I don't think I yeah it makes sense but I don't think you should overload yourself with exemplary stuff I was just like I need to watch something where there's acting so literally was what i thought and so you chose love life and for some reason i was just like i didn't want to watch anything too challenging and i was like let's just try love life because i read the description for it and it actually appealed to me it's like every episode is about a different relationship in her 20s that like defined her love life like as a whole in the macro i ended up really liking it I, I I don't think it's like perfect, but right. I will say it was fun to relive my 20s in New York. And it really mm. made me nostalgic for being in my 20s and being in New York. I don't need that right now. Not in the pandemic. I don't want to be reminded of the life that was before. But it didn't make me feel bad. It only made me feel nostalgic in a good way. You're unwell. You are unwell. You think I have an un- You think I, I have think a disease? I think you have an unwellness. I think you have disease. I don't know about so this. So I guess I, I, I listen, I, there was no point at which I thought I could convince you to watch Love Life. I'm just saying <laughs> I did enjoy it and I did watch 10 episodes of it in a row in one sitting. I'm How done. long are the episodes? Mama, 33, 34. Okay. Sometimes you get okay. a 28 in there. You're like, I wonder what was cut out of that one. Silent questions mm. in your head. You understand? Yes. That range. I guess they'd call it a half hour. I guess they'd even call it a sitcom. Guess they'd even call it a sitcom, and that's basically what a half hour is at this point. Sorry, Mandalorian, you're a sitcom. Yeah, WandaVision, that's actually not just masquerading as a sitcom. She's a sitcom. She's a sitcom, honey. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy- see, I'm not, I've not been in a place to be primed to consume something new. I, but you did recently love something that I want to talk about. Did I? What are we talking about? Well, first, can we talk about something that I did not like? And I think, what? have you been getting a lot of requests? I don't know. I probably know the answer to this. Um, I'm probably getting some skewed um, requests. So, so, like the numbers are probably skewed towards me because people are like, you're Asian. You should watch Bling Empire. Have people oh. wa- told you to watch Bling, Bling Empire? Of course they have. And I did. I turned it on. I honestly, I had just like marathoned 90 day and I was like, let's yeah. try something else. Oh, that's and right. I turned Bling Empire on at the end of the night and I was like, mm, this is going to be, a, this is going to be something I have to start a night with. Yes, that's fair. Cause I couldn't, I was like literally falling asleep and I was like, I don't want to do this to this show. No. I would rather like actually consume and meet the characters straight up. So let me, let me try it again on a day when I'm fresh. Well, honestly, yes, you should be fresh to like take in these people because to me it's important to, for everyone to understand mm-hmm. that I don't think I can watch the show past episode one because you meet Matt you meet these the people wealth. well there's well, there's one guy who's like the surrogate he's kind of like the Chrishell like he's like coming into Thank this like new God group of people the show has a Chrishell they learned <laughs> from, from their previous work <laughs> learned, Netflix well yes. done well it's the same producers from uh, Kardashians <laughs> which is which is fun but you have this one guy who's this like it's great Asian himbo representation. He's just this such a good looking guy who's a dumbass. I'm picturing him walking into rooms like Chriselle, like with his shoulders raised, like smiling, like that's Chriselle. Oh my god, um, I miss I miss Selling Sunset. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. But no, but no. Just listen. So, but you watch Bling Empire, and then it's just <laughs> volleying you with these things that are like. I mean, okay, it's basically like. Hey, this guy's my friend. He's a billionaire because 
Yeah. His parents are in the oil and gas industry. And oh my God, we stand that queen, Anna Shea, because <laughs> um, she, you don't want to mess with her because she's a billionaire from selling tanks and, and from arms deals. Don't mess <sighs> with her because I guess <gasps> you'll get killed Because you tank. could it's die. Like, don't mess no, with her because you could <laughs> die. But it's literally like billionaires... This is like the ethical wealth question, right? It's like billionaires yeah. shouldn't exist. We all know this, but it's like, I don't think, I think that also applies to television shows where it's like, I don't want to watch these people enjoy themselves. Well, you'll notice like the the aspirational wealth part of reality shows, like it it used to be a lot more important than it is. But even, no, but I think there's like a sweet spot where it's like the how, Real Housewives, a lot of them, Beverly Hills is like the exception, but a lot of them yeah. I think work because it's like these women have these women have a net worth of like a median net worth of like let's say eight hundred thousand dollars let's just say that literally they're they're well like they're comfortable but they will need they understandably would want more i guess right even though like all personal wealth and individual wealth is they're still hungry they're still hungry (laughs) they're still hungry the women this is this is the thing though is the is that like and Anna Dresden was pointing this out she was like it's these people can't on Bling Empire can't manufacture conflict because all of their needs are met mm-hmm. they're billionaires what yeah. do they like there's nothing for them to really fight about like at least on Selling Sunset it's like oh it's a workplace thing like this person might sell that property before that person like that's the, the stakes are already built in right. Bling Empire it's like these rich people being like hey, you wore that same Cartier necklace that I did at that party. How dare you? It's like, I don't understand this at all. The conflict is literally that small, but to them that big. Yes. It's okay. like, it literally, in the first episode, it's like, she's she wore a necklace that I have in my collection. And it's like, wait, what? And then there's one guy who like, clearly has bipolar disorder and it's weird. And he like fucking like shouts down his girlfriend in a way that is like not okay. And like, but every, but then, but people are literally damning me, being like, "You should stick with it though, because Kane actually becomes a really good friend." I'm like, "No, stop it! This is like, like, don't normalize. You can't humanize these people. You cannot." Yeah, it's I crazy. think that that's not gonna that without having seen it, I'll say it doesn't sound like something that can sustain itself because I do believe that in order to create um, something that's gonna keep people invested over a long period of time, you do uh-huh. need high stakes conflict. Like ultimately in Selling Sunset, like the lead character gets divorced and he's a huge Hollywood star and there's a main antagonist and that's why we're watching and that's why yes. we're going to keep watching. Yes. And it doesn't sound like anything has pre- been presented so far that feels substantial, but apparently this Kane person is an icon. <laughs> well, no, Kane is whatever, but people are, the icon of the show is this woman, Anna, who... Again, billionaire oh, yeah. from arms deals. Right. And it's like, yes, <laughs> she's fierce girl boss. She, You're right. No way. Yeah, no way. She's like, it's crazy to me. I'm like, you cannot like snap your, like wag your fingers, snap, snap, snap for this person who like. Rich from Is arms a bad deals. force in the world. I mean, yeah. Anyway. That's, it is. So, I mean, that's literally everything. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's everything. Well, it's actually, it's, it's, it's everything to an extent, but I feel like it's, I feel like you could ethically watch Beverly Hills and be like, oh, these women, even though they're rich and wealthy, like there's still something interesting crackling there. But like, well, they didn't acquire their means by like lethal ends. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, whatever. Or acquire their ends by lethal means. That's what I meant to say. 
Okay, girl. Yes, correct. So I just want to make sure that I'm speaking clearly. Um, speaking of girl boss energy, <laughs> what I was referencing before that you yes, loved, you were referencing something. Speaking of girl boss energy, promising young woman. Everyone's talking about oh, it. Oh, you're about to drag no, me. I- I'm not going to, dra- literally, I'm not going to drag you, but I did want to talk about the movie Let's because, talk about it. because it's, I'm having an interesting um, experience with it in terms of how it's being received on a wide scale and by critics organizations and on, on the internet, really, because the internet yeah. is going crazy for this movie and I'm really not surprised. But I think what happened for me with Promising Young Woman is I saw it getting all these screenplay awards um, by critics organizations and it's now a front runner for the Oscar for Best Screenplay. And I think I combined that knowledge with the fact that it's Carrie Mulligan, who I think of as very prestige. Yes, but it's not It's not a prestige movie. Well, I don't think it, in the way that like things usually are, but the fact yeah. of the matter is it is earning a lot of awards buzz and a lot of attention. So I kind of went into it with that. And while I think the movie is like, it really says something different and it's bold and it's it really, I thought the music was incredible and I thought there's just a lot of um, promise being shown in it, not to make a like obvious little Word joke off the, off the title, but the screenplay at points just doesn't work at all. Like, like there's a couple moments where it's so convenient and mm-hmm. things are happening by such happenstance and just these character moves that we're supposed to accept that just don't work for me. So to see it, see it winning screenplay awards and I I could get into it specifically, but I did just want to say that I do think everyone should watch it. And I want to say, we're going to spoil it and you should not keep listening to this. If you want to watch the movie, I just want to say that flat out. Are we going to spoil it? I'm, I think we can talk around the plot. I mean, I think I know one specific scene that you're talking about, which is between Alison Brie and Carrie Mulligan's character. In the living room. I think it's important in order to talk about why this doesn't work. I don't, I don't, this is what I mean is like, I don't want to be just this person that's saying this movie doesn't work. I would be, I would rather be able to share why I think the script is lacking. Um, And don't get me wrong. I had the time of my life watching a lot of it. And I think Carrie Mulligan's incredible. And I really like Emerald Fennell. I think she's an incredible writer and an actress. I just thought this screenplay is getting so much like, official like uh, it's, get, it's getting all of these institutional accolades, yeah. yeah um which is also not like i mean yeah i mean it's 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 signal something but it also like who cares about awards but i'm just kidding to quote pat regan um mm-hmm. awards are awards are silly but i just want to say before we launch into this discussion and my overarching feeling about this sh- this movie is that it uh I see the flaws for what they are. I mm-hmm. enjoy it as a piece of entertainment on its, you know, yeah. face, I guess. But then I just, I, I think what it's saying about gender relations and the way that they're dire right now mm-hmm. was, was very interesting. And absolutely was like kind of welded with the entertainment value of the film. So yeah, I think that it's an amazing debut for her. There you go. But okay, now poke your holes, honey. This, all right. So spoiler alert. Hi, everybody. Um, skip ahead to 2722 in this episode if you want to listen to the rest of this episode spoiler-free for Promising Young Women because we are about to spoil. Okay, thanks. Bye. Watching that was the last 10, 15 minutes of it were so shocking and mm-hmm. it was just so incredibly visceral that I had to sit with it for a second because I loved how bold it was 
it's it's crazy to me that she had to die but mm-hmm. the way that it gets there is we're supposed to believe that Allison Brie has kept all of her phones that she's ever had yes and and that you I'm sorry but the because that's true the script is null and void for me when it comes to awards recognition because that is crazy and you don't have the climax or the end of the movie without that. And so this needed another pass, unfortunately. I don't fully disagree. I don't fully disagree at all. I, uh, in fact, I'm like pretty much all the way there with you. I just think, I don't know if there was some intentionality to the way that Emerald Fennell wrote this script to be like, oh, the moral code of this world is so fucked up and so the sequence of events that lead up to this tragic brutal thing are also almost nonsensical because there there there's something nonsensical about gender relations to begin with i but i that's that's a stretch i realize that and and people have also pointed out it's like yeah she goes to med school with her best friend where frat parties are like all the rage that's another one that's another one. I I see, I, and I sort of retorted back to someone. I was just like, well, maybe in the world of this movie, med school is an undergrad in America. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's that's the reality. But I'm I'm just saying like, well, and, and I t- I totally agree. I totally agree that it could be that. No, you know, it it's co- not. It, no, 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 no. <laughs> it could be. I don't think it is. Um, uh-huh. I just think we could have figured out that there was a video Greta suggested maybe the lawyer is the one that has the video like when she goes to Alfred oh, Molina who plays the lawyer like he says I'm sorry I was the only person that could have blocked this from happening this. and I've been sitting yeah. on this and that's why I feel guilty to me that's like an easy fix that's neat yeah and I it's also another way that it can be a man stepping on them but so this Allison Brie thing I, th- I, just I think Allison Brie had it in her contract that she needed to be in at least two scenes I mean, that's a shame three, three, because three. because I thought the movie worked so much better with just the one because I thought Alison Brie was so great in that scene. She's great. And I thought that really the whole cast was great. Um, and I loved so much of the humor. I love the use of music. Like when it opened on that remix of Boys and all the khakis were dancing around, I was cackling. Mm-hmm. I was like so on board. That first shot of her in the red chair, that was iconic. There was a lot of really great stuff here. And I do think the fact that it is such a bold choice at the end. Um, does say something. I will say there have been a lot of pieces of art like this that have gotten l- overlooked, such as the s- show Sweet Vicious from MTV, which was created by Jen Kate and Robinson. Oh. This does owe something to those things. like because, And also, you know, we've seen this type of thing before with Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And we've seen... Um, you know, destroy you. Pe- women in, radicalized. In yes, women radicalized or galvanized by things that have happened to friends of theirs or themselves, like in 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 their actions moving forward towards the patriarchy. We've seen this, but I think this is the first time that people are really talking about it, and I think that there is a lot of credit due to her, Emerald Fennell, and I am a huge fan. But I just don't know if the best thing for her. And this movie is like, let's give this particular script an Oscar for best original screenplay because yes. it's just not a tight script. So then your your issue is not with the movie. I mean, it is with no, the no, movie no, itself. No, no, no. It is because because it, it because the script but is was, not tight. Uh, but I was gonna say, but your your issue is also with the the critical response to it and the 
awards sort of um the just 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 like it's not commensurate with the quality of the screenplay that the fact that it's getting all this awards recognition to be honest with you yes i think that there is not there's i'm really surprised to see critics make less of the script's obvious flaws because but also not because who wants to be out there being like this movie has problems you know what i mean like i don't i i don't even I want everyone to go see the movie. Like that's why I'm talking about it this much because it's it's provoking so much conversation. I do think what it's saying is so important about how violence against women, like it is, it is truly a virus that is that everyone is infected with. Like it's just, and even when a woman is is just, she just can you can never come back from violence from men because it's so ever present. It gets buried. It gets forgotten. It gets completely erased. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like the burning, like like cre- them cremating, cremating her body in the end was so shocking and, and violent. But I, uh, but you know, I, there's something maybe you could say is on the nose about it, but it is just kind of the statement of the whole film, which is that it's like, it is so relatively easy for the patriarchy, these two men to, burn this corpse of a woman yes to eliminate evidence just to eliminate the history and the record of any violence that's been enacted upon her and they did it without thinking about it you know what i totally. mean that's another thing I've, i actually there's been some comment from people i know that are like eh, some of the performances are all over the board like the men were too big i don't think sure. the men were too big men no. this this is how some predatory men are like that's that's how they are. And they would absolutely the second another man says to them, you didn't do anything wrong. You're fine. We're going to handle this. Of course, they believe it because historically they they get away with it. So I thought that that was actually a great observation in the movie. I thought the way that she depicted men across the board was great. And I love so much about this. But it just it, it's I have a problem with the fact that like that we're not talking about some of the script flaws. Sure, and another sure. one I had is that. In the scene with Christopher Mintz Plas, she basically says to him, every week I go to a club and I do this and this is explicitly what I do. And I'm like, you are overstating so much right now. And I wondered, is that, who is that a note from Like that made it seem like they need to make it more clear? They didn't. It probably was from Universal or Focus Feed. It, was probably, it probably was a studio note. That we, it feels like to, that. Which sucks. And I mean, like people who've been on that side of it, like I haven't, but people who've been on, on that side of it, like hate it when... I think um, with her body being burned, I'm like, this is the tone. Because I, I've heard people say that like tonally it doesn't know what it's all over the place and all this stuff. But I'm like, I think it's all intentional the way that it is like so maximalist about it maybe. Or yes. it's, there's just, it's, it's very overstimulating. Oh, I, and I love that about it. It feels like it, there, there's some like, Tarantino aspect maybe where like it's it's gratuitous and yeah even with like the Roman numerals like Flash it, it felt like Kill Bill it felt like that same vengeance was driving her and I feel like the reality of this world is so cartoonish or, or like I just think um, some of it some of it is intentional the way that it's like okay wait the phone's been sitting there for eight years and she went to <laughs> that was school. that was too much for me yeah 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 okay uh, but, but girl, I, sister support sisters. Yeah, no, but the thing is, like, I I would rather we talk about a movie like this than anything else, and so I'm so happy it's out there. But yeah. I I like I I don't know. I just I don't think when people are afraid to criticize something in a constructive way, 
no. that that that's good for art. I just don't no, think it no. is. And so if we're afraid to say what's really up with some things in this movie because we want this movie to do well, like that's not good for for creators or for artists who are going to have an extremely long career and she will be around forever because Emerald is brilliant. She's brilliant. But you no, I, I think you're putting something out there that's very good, which is you can want this movie to do well and be recognized, but you can also point out yeah, what's, you know, what's, what's happening. You should get a letterboxed girl. Maybe I should. I don't know. I'm just kind of now for some reason lately, I'm, I'm into watching a lot and it's, I, I almost feel kind of crazy being so hard on that movie because like, I did really enjoy watching it and I fucking love that it goes for it. And mm-hmm. I also love that it's like written by a young woman who has like something to say. And I love Carrie Mulligan in it. And I really want her to do more modern things. I know she was so good at that. She was so good. And her, her performance is incredible. And I just, I'm such a huge fan of hers that there's just like, if there's little things that need to be like mm-hmm, changed, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I just think it's a bummer that they weren't. I feel you. Have you seen Minari yet? No, I can't figure out how to watch it. How did you watch it? Did you watch a screener? I got a screener link, but um, okay, I got I got a look. I'm sure I have a link. You, I'm sure, I think you have a link somewhere, or you can um, you know, yeah, ask around, poke around politely. I also would say this: promising young woman is a lot better than love life. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is the thing that we're not talking about. Is that is like the reference, which is is it better than love life? Yes, and the answer is yes. I just I just was expecting absolutely nothing with Love Life, and so I was blown away when I felt <laughs> gratified in any way. You were blown away. Promising Young Woman, I was told, would be the script of the year, and then I was like, but what about that? When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store, upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. What do you think is the script of the year so far? Do do you have a pick? Honestly, I haven't I haven't seen enough. I haven't I haven't I haven't seen enough. Yeah, me neither. What do you like? I heard the trial of the Chicago Seven is fantastic. I need to I need to watch that. Um, because it is Oscar season, girl. It's Oscar season. I I I can't believe we're in it. But it's it's just not a. I mean, no disrespect to the films that are in contention. I just feel like it's just such a weird year. Yeah, they're saying that Frances McDormand may win again. They're saying she, uh, Frances may win a third Oscar. Wow. Well, Chloe Zhao is also winning every director award. So we may have, we may see her win Best Director at the Oscars. And people that have seen Nomadland say it's absolutely incredible. I can't wait. Uh, Did did, did we we point this out when it came out? We were like, Borat's sequel will win some awards. Ms. Maria Bakalova has also been killing it with the critics awards and supporting actress. So this is usually a good sign that there's like, the critics have obviously chosen her as the one they would like to see at least nominated. Right. But there's this, there's this whole thing where it's like the way you get nominated at the Oscars is pretty much if your peers vote for you and people in the actual industry vote for you, not critics. And you're like, we don't know if she has peers to speak of. Well, I don't know if she has peer support. Like, I don't know if every, yeah, every yeah, yeah. Well, everyone in the Academy is going to, like, put her on their list. The same way, it's like, I wonder, like, the critics are awarding Promising Young Women the Screenplay Awards, but I wonder if other writers are going to look at the mm-hmm. script and say, yes, this is what I would vote for. Like, I just wonder if other actors know Maria Bakalova enough or saw Borat enough to yeah. vote for her for the award. I fucking hope so. I hope so, too. Um 
I haven't seen One Night in Miami. I have to. You and I love Miss Regina. Regina. I mean, she. they've been talking about her all year. You know what else I really want to see is um, Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya. Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya and um, John David Washington. Yes. I haven't seen The Father. The Father I should check out. People rave about The Father. I heard People father rave about incredible. The Father. Olivia Coleman is in that. I'm looking at the film experience. We should have Nathaniel back on. We got to have him back we on love to Nathaniel. talk. Um, and honestly, it's been such an interesting year for the whole Oscar season because I, I realized this the other day because I did my SAG. I was on the nominating committee for SAG TV. So I was looking at like an awards schedule. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the Oscars are on April 25th. That's like that's crazy. <laughs> all the way it's into the summer. Year. It's going to be literally. Like, we're going to the damn beach. Okay, wait. I'm looking at um, Nathaniel's prediction index for best supporting. This is this is just cracking me up. Yeah. Maria Bakalova, Borat, mm-hmm. Ellen Burstyn, Pieces of a Woman, Glenn yes. Close, Hillbilly, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Amanda Zyfried, Mick. I'm like, <laughs> this is the most, first of all, lovely, all white selection but i'm just like this random ass group of names and maria bacalo is at the very top i don't know if, is that alphabetical um yes, I, it, is. It, it might be alphabetical it is, it but is, he is. does he does do a very in-depth analysis and i think he's got her like pretty much on the bubble but they're saying that it's going to be like pretty much a cakewalk for amanda seyfried this year for mink she's she's a lock on um nathaniel's list but for maria um, she's the critic's choice and a very likely Golden Globe nomination will boost her profile, but Oscar rarely goes for improv comedy, Nathaniel. Um, I mean, the thing about her performance, though, is it's like, yes, it was improv comedy, but but it's also like, you can't tell me that she didn't put herself out there more than anyone else ever has. 100%. She had to hit like these emotional beats and moments really, really hard. And I think she nailed each one like when she's in the car with the babysitter. Um, when she's with fucking Rudy, it's like, it's yeah. crazy. She is a star. She is, that was a great movie. And she is what you walk away thinking about. Yes. And I think that literally she put herself in a room with Rudy Giuliani and <laughs> went, was willing to go there and also was so funny and touching throughout. She fostered that relationship with her yes. babysitter. Um, that was yes. unbelievable. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> you're talking about uh, being convincing. She convinced this woman for, weeks or months and the and the woman was like really hurt by it did you see this well i saw another interview with maria where she said that they had a conversation now it's all good and like maria and her have this great relationship but at the time that the movie came out this woman was like i feel so deceived and i and i and i'm like my heart kind of hurt i was like fuck oh i was like i thought that borat like i thought that you know like linnell in the first um borat movie like everyone was in on it yeah but, but I guess with her, it was different um, yes, with, with everyone in, in the first part. But uh, I also think good for Sasha Baron Cohen. I'm not to give credit to like, you know, a man, but it's like, I think he, and <laughs> give all credit these, to a man, but in all the press stuff, like he has really championed Maria in everything. He's just like, she is incredible. She's the fucking star. Like this movie is about her. Yeah. And I just yeah. think that's wonderful. She's, she's absolutely the story of, of that of that movie. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. And if she were to win, I'd be thrilled. I don't think she will. I think it feels like one of those things where it's like, they have the opportunity to give the award to like a young starlet. And so they probably mm-hmm. will. Um, it feels like they would love nothing more Hollywood than to call Amanda Seyfried an Oscar winner. Um, right. And they have an opportunity, so they'll probably take that. Yeah. But, um, if she gets nominated, I'll be really happy because I always want there to be at least oh, one yeah. solid comedy nomination. Like, 
I was one of the people that was saying that years ago when Tiffany Haddish was getting critics awards for girls trip. I'm like, why not? What other performance was more entertaining? You know what I mean? Like she nailed what she needed to do in terms of supporting actress in a movie. Like she She was the comedic powerhouse of that very successful movie. And if the goal is to, you know, recognize merit in those types of roles, then why wouldn't you support something like that? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Oh, um, he has tier two and Nathaniel has in tier two, um, young Yu Jung who plays the grandmother in Minari. You yes. have to watch this movie. She's fantastic. I mean that whole, yeah, I hope she gets that it. whole cast. Unbelievable. It's cause I was going into this movie being like, okay, like Steven Yun's like the, the star. Um, it's all five of them carrying that together. It's yeah. really, really crazy. I really hope that they, that they, um, do a better job this year with representation. If they're going to nominate Minari, they should nominate the actors because what happened with Parasite last year was like truly fucked up, unacceptable because, and it was because they didn't know or learn the names. And if she has delivered a performance that's deserving, that's deserving of an Oscar nomination, she should be there. I believe she has like something happens to that character um, late in the film. I won't spoil it, but like she like, she just she just does it so so well performs it so well. Okay, Francis he has Francis. I'm just looking at actress and supporting best yeah. actress and supporting. Um, Francis McDormand is a lock. Viola is a lock. He has Carrie, Vanessa Kirby, and Zendaya as as in the to- as the top tier. So the thing about the thing about Zendaya is the movie now has come out um, and it's not getting gr- the greatest reviews, but apparently she is phenomenal in it, and they're just so obsessed with her right now and this mm-hmm. the industry I think after she have won the Emmy and she's obviously so fucking good on Euphoria and she, why wouldn't you want mm-hmm. to um I think encourage and like champion the fact that like she's this incredibly young actress similar with Amanda Seyfried I'm like it seems like if she is good enough we'd be hearing about it more and I I hate I hate that um one person can win this many awards, but if she's fucking deserving of it, Frances McDormand will win a third Oscar probably in this movie, unless they give mm. it to Viola, um, who should have a best actress. Or yeah, her her first best best actress. That's right. Yeah. An interesting season. Well, Vanessa Kirby, do you did you watch The Crown? Yeah, I, did. I watched her seasons, yeah. So Vanessa Kirby, did you know that she's like known in England as like the greatest stage actress of her generation? Yes, I did know this. They consider her like to be as good as like, Kate Blanchett. Like they, she's like, she's incredible. Yeah, truly, and and stunning. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, as a sh- unfortunately being shallow, I'm just saying like she's fucking gorgeous. A Glamazonian, Glamazonian, a Glamazonian young woman, prehistoric Glamazon, Glamazon huntress AD. She Vanessa Kirby is that. It's actually <laughs> for, it's rule of culture number. 55. Vanessa, Vanessa Kirby, Kirby is prehistoric Glamazon Huntress AD. She can, is that. Can we quickly? Um, she's just, got a point. She's got Sorry. a point. Point. She's a legend. She's an icon. She's an she's icon. A legend. And she's, she, she is, is the, the moment. moment. Now, no, come, come on, on now. <laughs> I wanted to um, check in with you about how you yes. felt about Gaga's national anthem after we discussed it on the last week's episode. How did you feel about how she turned it? Well, you, I don't think, we did not discuss it. You, let's not erase history. You, I don't think so, honey, her. <laughs> I, I don't think so, honey, the concept of twists on the national anthem. Do you think, do you feel that she performed some twists? I don't think she did much of a twist. Except when she went, oh, say, she kind of gave it like a very much an option on 
the O. She made it operatic. Moment. She made it. Uh, it was. Oh, it just. I. She think was very patriotic. There were there were enough flourishes in there that it felt like I would I would say they constitute a twist because between. That's what it was. Oh, the land. Oh, Doug is dragging her. Doug said the twist were in the timing. Doug, get in here. Doug, get in here. Yeah, get in here. Actually, this is good because he actually (laughs) was emailing me about what I thought about it. And he did have some interesting takes. Come on, Doug. He didn't email me. Doug, get in here. Sometimes I do get get individual emails from Doug. I never... Okay, well, first of all, we have to address this. I've never gotten an individual email from Doug. I guess I don't have a personality. Michelle Visage. He's like Michelle Visage talking to an Asian queen on drugs. Well, let him answer for himself. Why don't you why do you sometimes email me and not Bowen? Well, Matt, you were the one that brought up the Lady Gaga thing. So right. I, I mm-hmm. just figure I and I don't like the group emails just because a lot of times when I get sent on the group emails, I'm like, oh my God, will you take me off this fucking group email? You figured you didn't want to upset Bowen with something you weren't sure he wanted to talk about. I didn't know if he wanted to talk about it. I would have loved to talk about it. I'm very hurt. I actually loved it. I thought I got goosebumps <laughs> oh. from the Lady Gaga thing. Really? I don't like people doing that song. I thought it was amazing. Okay, so okay, when you good. say the twists were in the timing, what do you mean? You weren't dragging. No, 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 no. Like, they were... Just their pauses and it was the space that she was leaving was not typical in my in my mind. Not so much the melody. I felt like the melody was pretty pretty standard. It was mm-hmm. just like she left these little gaps and it was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was and art. It was art pop. Y- you felt it was art pop, is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Doug, do you, Doug, can you say the words "Lady Gaga doing the national anthem" was art pop? Lady Gaga doing the national anthem was art pop. Thank oh you. my god! And what did you really think? Oh my it. god! That was we awesome. Really believed it. What did you think of J Lo, Doug? Yeah, what did you think of J Lo's performance? I didn't really see it the way I watched Lady Gaga. I I didn't mm-hmm. see it live. The Lady Gaga thing. I went oh, back okay. and I watched it three times in a row. I saw wow. J Lo and I went, eh, and I didn't make it through it. I I think she's a B rated singer and a. B plus dancer. I just don't. B plus dancer. The, the, da- the dancing is undeniable. Don't do Doug, that. Don't you don't Doug. This don't is do not that to Jennifer. To... Not B plus oh dancer. God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Hans is pointing out this man hasn't seen Hustlers. Have you, you seen, have Hustlers? seen Hustlers? No. Did you, you watch gotta. the Super Bowl last year, Doug? You don't. You gotta before you make these claims. You have to. You have to get downloaded on the information. That's all I'm saying. But this is this is also when you remember this is someone who said he didn't really know Celine Dion in 1997, and despite the fact that he was working on her album, you know what I mean? Like that's like unbelievable. You have to accept and understand this man. You have to see this is a part of the unity in the country. You have to see people where they're at. I know. And look, I've been in. I've I've had to work with a lot of engineers in the Mm -hmm. last few months. They all put up, put up their walls. You have to impress them. Doug, uh, Doug always puts out there this, this, this unscalable wall that you have to really break through. You, you have to be Gaga singing the damn national anthem with a bird on her chest. What'd you think of the bird? What'd you think, what of, you the think of the bird, Doug? And the outfit, the ensemble. I was fine with the bird. It was a, fine. Okay. It was interesting. I would, have never seen a bird on an outfit like that. That was a first for me. A whole new world, one might say. 
Okay. Well, Doug, thank you. Well, and one more question before you go. Did, you didn't watch the Katy Perry performance. No. Was it good? Okay. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was it was really it was very proud. It was very spirited. She sang yes. firework. It was the the last moment of the 2020 election was Katy Perry singing <laughs> firework. <laughs> One thing I want to say you to say though before you go is you said you worked with Katy Perry once and what did you say about her? She's an amazing musician and can sing mm-hmm. her butt off. Oh yeah. Doug, you, you got to check out her MTV Unplugged set. Excellent. Really good. She was a good guitar player. Yeah, yeah. She knows how to play. She's talented. She really is. And I I, I mean, I'm a Katy cat. I, I listen to Daisy three times a day. It was number two on my most played songs of 2020. And he's a star in the video. Doug, did you watch the video with Matt, Matt with Matt in it? I'm okay, in her we'll music video, not the end of the world. Anyway, you just don't really listen. Doug doesn't listen. Bye, Doug. Thank you. Bye, Doug. Go back we to engineering you. our show. <laughs> All right. So um, that was, as always, illuminating. You know, I think, well, first of all, we should say, yes, that was a moment that embodied unity in the way that Joe Biden wants it. I don't Mm -hmm. know that unity is the thing that we need right now. Not to get too, we don't have to get into too much of a discussion about this. Listen, Queen, go off. Because I I, I, I did want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Queen, I think we got to, we have to honestly, like, punish people who have, who want to, like, endanger on a mass scale people's lives that's all that's it it's the billionaires ethics for me sorry right no you're 100 right i i'm at least happy that after the insurrection people are calling them what they are which is terrorists i'm happy that we're finally using that word to describe what the passionate trump base really is because this is what they wanted to do the whole time was take over. They want power for themselves just because a dictator is basically telling them that they're entitled to it. This is what they always were. So at least I'm happy that we are finally fucking calling it flat out. What they're doing, what they're doing is domestic terror and inciting domestic terror. So at least that, but everyone that's still in the government that was beating the drum of that's what I'm saying, we, we, they need to be out. And it's crazy that that part still has to be a discussion, but Cruz should be out. Holly should be out. McCarthy should be out. These idiots like Bobbert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who are these QAnon, at best QAnon sympathizing, at worst literally QAnon um, representatives. It's just crazy that they're there. And you've got Congress people trying to bring guns onto the floor of the House of Representatives. I mean, it's it's gotten to a point where it's like, you're so right. We need to literally... remove people who are in positions of power if they believe these things. It's not time for for quote-unquote unity. We need to unify behind the principle that this isn't acceptable. It's that whole thing. Everyone's seen the infographics, but you can't tolerate intolerance. Otherwise, intolerance wins. And also... And every attempted overthrow of government that has happened in South America or in Central America that is that was incited by U.S. imperialism, um, anytime, anytime the fascist-leaning party was not punished or snuffed out, they ended up coming back with with them um, with a, with a rage. It's it's we can't do this. I mean, I'm already worried that like. There's this collective amnesia from like January 6th already that it's like, okay, now we're in Joe Biden's America. Let's turn a new leaf, but um, like have all that stuff on the underbelly and not acknowledge it. I, that's the feeling that I get that is kind of worrying me. 
it's gotten to a point where because the news cycle is so fast, it feels like we can move on. And this yeah. is something we did a really good job of like calling out for at least a few days. But now it does seem like the conversation has moved on to, wow, isn't it great that the press secretary is actually doing her job? It's like, yeah, that is great. But we don't really have time to get used to a positive new world. Like we need to start no. fixing what is truly bad in this country and and start understanding and and um reckoning with why what just happened happened yeah it's okay to think oh wow it's so refreshing that people who are competent are back in some mm-hmm. institutional power position but it's also like that should not be like the thing to celebrate when it should be it should have been the normal thing anyway. And even then, like having those people in those positions is not itself a net positive. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm saving this for my, I don't think so, honey, mm-hmm. in some way. I think like January 1-6-21 was like one of the darkest days of this whole fucking country. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, this is my own personal vendetta. This is my own personal bullshit. But I'm like, I will remember the people who, we're like creating content that day is all I'm saying. I'm like, guys, there's yeah, no. and whatever. That's that's just me being petty, but I'm like, we have to like really sit with this horrendous thing that has happened. Um, that we can and we can't even like deal with it in the way that's like, this isn't who we are, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not even true. It's like we just have to like solve this. This is something that we have to solve immediately and that we can. I mean. A lot of people are going back and forth about whether or not, well, not really. A lot of people are going back and forth about it, which is part of how insane this all is that we have to have this discussion, but whether or not an impeachment is what the country needs right now, it's important that everyone knows like, and well, people were saying that about the impeachment oh, yeah. and now okay, about the sure, conviction. Sure, sure. But even if it's not quote unquote possible to get 17 senators that are on the Republican side to agree to convict the president of inciting an insurrection, it's, it's, it must, we must go through this process because it's so important that everyone knows that no one is above the law. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. Forward slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself your feet will thank you what are you listening to now what, what, what's your music this day well i'm listening a lot to um i actually made a new playlist and okay. on it is you, you know you're gonna you're gonna laugh but there has been discoveries recently that are very me and that they're happening about four or five years late Mm. Um, and I'm embarrassed to say this. I'm really embarrassed to say this, but unfortunately, you didn't you didn't know who FKA Twigs was until very recently. I always knew who FKA Twigs was. Yeah, but then when everything came out about Shia LaBeouf with her, mm-hmm. um, I I kind of for the first time ever decided to like really listen to her, and mm-hmm. I I'm fucking obsessed with her, yeah. and I feel embarrassed. That it took that for me to really investigate who she was, but I'm also angry at you mm. about it. About FKA, yeah. about Twigs, because I think that you didn't <laughs> do, you didn't have sister support for me by you by showing me fuck her. up right now. No, you I, did not have sister support. I you did not provide sister you. support. No, you're stupid, flop. I always give you. What I am sampling at the moment, and I, I'm giving you, I give you a, a sampling menu of what I am consuming at the moment. 
and you always push away. That's that's what it no, is. No, first it's of the all, same you with mean, ninety day. It's the same <laughs> with Zelda. It's the same with everything. Well, first of all, here's what you just did. You said else. Zelda, which I've played. You said ninety day, which I'm You're literally currently honey. watching it. And then you said it's the same with everything because you realized there was nothing else. You haven't sent me a oh, song in a long time that you're like, you need to listen to this song. You have not. And it's you, the cooler half of this pairing that's supposed to introduce me to cool things like FKA Twigs. I try to introduce you to cool things all the time outside of music. And I think that music is something so personal that I don't want to like infringe on your tastes because we have different listening and consuming diets. That's it. Like a media song diets. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing my words up. The way I feel about you right now can only be described in the song cellophane by FK twigs. <laughs> do not do it for you. It's a really good FKA. Why don't twigs. You I keep calling her FKA. <laughs> it's really good twigs. Um, and also I I've what, what what else is on this playlist that you're four to five years late on? Okay, we'll get this. So it's Twigs. I have the Easy Casey Musgraves remix by Troy yes. Savon. Yes. I've recently started discovering L King because I like the song X's and, O's X's and O's the other night on Drag Race and then I found this song America's Sweetheart which I didn't know was like a huge hit but I love oh. it now um, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo that's Don't right drag then no. I have all the instrumental covers um, from Bridgerton of those pop songs like Girls Like You oh, yeah, Wildest Dreams yeah, there's, there's, some of those are Thank cute. You Next I think they're really cute and honestly I work out to them uh, okay, and then on um, next on this playlist is a song called "Toy" by Netta, wh- which was recently showed to us by friend of the pod Chris Schleicher, um, because she won Eurovision <laughs> with this song. The song is amazing. Netta Toy. Everyone needs to listen to it. What? What country was she from? She was. She was Greek. I don't. She was remember. Russian. I don't remember. I don't. Netta, I, I, I don't want to say. Um, but while you look that up, I've also Netta, got Netta Barzilai. Um, yeah, she was from Lisbon, Lisbon. Yes. Yeah. Um, then I have the 3435 remix. Um, for some really reason, good. for some reason, you're making me high by Tony Braxton. And then two songs from the promising young woman soundtrack, which are the boys remix by Charlie XCX and, um, uh, the Drolo remix and then angel of the morning. Which ends Cute. the movie, and I'm fucking obsessed oh, with it. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to make a correction. Uh, Netta is, uh, was representing Israel, and ah. she is Israeli. Um, okay, so... What about you? What's the, your playlist recently? Have you listened to Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan? Oh, yes. You have to listen to Hotels. I've been really... I've been putting on Good Days by SZA a lot. You didn't happen to flick on the Versus... Um, with Keisha Cole and Ashanti, did you? I didn't. Was it okay? I don't really, I don't really, I, I like both of them. I don't really know them well enough to appreciate that versus. Here's the thing. Um, I was... I used to love Ashanti. Oh, Ashanti was it. And I love Keisha Cole. I really liked both of their music back in the day. And mm-hmm. I kind of assumed that Keisha Cole was going to eat Ashanti up. That did not happen. Um, Ashanti mm. sounded fucking great. And I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but the energy was a little bit weird, which this is my thing with verses at all times. It's like you're doing something which is one person pitted against each other. And it's I know it's all in good fun and it's just something to do for quarantine. But like some people are going to ha- feel a certain way about how this goes. Yeah. And the energy is going to be weird. And this is the first one I've watched where it felt like the energy was weird between them. It is 
can I say something? You can say anything. It's very culture war, which was our, I don't think so, honey, show where we pitted people against each other. It was a battle. It was team. You were either on team Matt or team Bowen. And we used to be obsessed with being adversarial. <laughs> that was the bit. It was always we- <laughs> fighting. It was Matt versus Bowen. Bowen. Get on a team. It was night soap. It was it was it was culture war. Yeah, it was adversarial. But that show was a funny show, and there were some iconic moments. Annie Donnelly walking down the aisle. Oh to yeah, that fucking look. Pat Regan's win. Pat Regan, his big win. His big win. Um, the feud between Annie Donnelly and Michelle Collins, <laughs> Judge Michelle Collins. Um, I just think it was a weird energy because people were really actually genuinely hurt by the competitive aspect of it. Oh, yeah. I remember I, when some people would lose the heartbreak in their eyes. I just, I'll never forget it. I get it. I, 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 well, I, I understood and I was like, oh, what have I done? I've, I've had a hand in making this person feel bad. But, but when you enter into the ball, understand <laughs> there's going to be a victor and a defeatee. Yes. Um, but but the, that's the thing that bugged me about this versus I was like, oh, they don't look like they're having fun. Like they were on their phones yeah. while the other one was singing. No, that's not acceptable. <laughs> it was so there was this one screen grab of like Keisha Cole like belting a note and Ashanti face in her phone. It was that's rude. Ashanti rude. Oh, uh, rude. But they were both uh, rude. They were both great. But I thought Ashanti was um left with the upper hand. Let me finish. Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. Um you know what album from last year that came out that I that I slept on and then I think a lot of us no I'm I'm not speaking for everybody Victoria Monet Jaguar oh yeah incredible album I took an edible the other night and I just like put that album on I was like I, mm-hmm. I was like I've heard once the one song she does with Khalid I, I haven't listened to the rest of the album put it on I was like oh my god I am vi- the girls are vibing yeah Victoria that's the what reason, it was reason for the season reason for the season she, and and I have to say the only person I've described with that descriptor recently was Noma Noma Demoswani from The Undoing so I, I could say Victoria we, I would I was just gonna say because she's begun to engage on social media. She's she's. I think she loves social media, and she. We, there's a lot to talk to her about. We can talk to her about Harry Potter. Oh, girl, yes. She, there's some. Inter- I I I really have been obsessed with with Noma ever since uh, the Undoing. But there's so many interviews of her um, where she. You can just. She is such like. She has this quality about her that is like Betty Gilp, and that is like. I'm trying to think of other people, but like, like these like actresses who are just like earthy and like present alive, present alive. It's like, yeah, it's a present, like just like understand their, the core of their being in a way that is like so thrilling to see. And I think, I think Noma really, I think she really embodies that. Oh, I'm so, so your wish list for this year is as follows. Natalie Portman and Noma Dumaswani and Andy Samberg. So we have a long list and here's the thing, everyone. we, we're going to be doing like, weirdly enough, less guests. I think we're doing this thing now where we're doing a guest and then just us and then a guest and then just yes. us. I know that yes. many people's favorite narrative of the podcast is what are they doing now? So this is just to let you know <laughs> that that's that what we're narrative? doing. No, I'm just saying, I think we're constantly talking about like, maybe we'll do this or maybe we'll do that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No, this is the cadence that we're going to try out for a bit. See how it goes. Yes, Dorling. Um, 
Yes, Dorling. I wanted to. I wanted to bring something up, which we have not discussed. But the Sex in the City of it all. We are both mm. such fans, and we haven't gotten a chance to talk about the fact that they are rebooting it. There literally was a teaser released. Of course, this film will not have the character of Samantha. Mini series. Yeah, it's it's uh sorry movie. Did I call it a movie? Yeah, you said film. Well, that's okay. Th- what I well really first of all everything's a film. Uh, this <laughs> this limited series, I guess, or series, I don't know how long it'll go. Will not have Samantha, and I needed to know what your take is on all this. I think I don't think it's worth it. I think you're miss you're missing. There's I mean it depends on how they handle the absence and how they address it. I don't know that it's possible for something narratively to exist that satis- that would be satisfying to see and be like, oh, wow, okay, I accept this. I'm going to watch these three women. Maybe they can't, they can't replace, they can't add a fourth person in. No way. But it's, it's a weird thing for me. Unless, unless the whole thing is about Samantha not being in the group anymore. You know what I'm saying? And even then the absence is like so central. No matter what, there's no option where it's not the thing that everyone is thinking about. I would 100% agree. I think that if she's not going to be there, it can't be a thing of she's in LA or she's in another country or she's busy because we've literally already seen a narrative where that's true and we know that she keeps in touch with them constantly. So unfortunately, I do think they're going to have to kill off the character for it to work. And there's no world in which that's not the focus of the narrative exactly they are so crucial together as a foursome and she is such an integral part of the show um not just the humor of the show but the soul of the show why the show works um Mm -hmm. as a as a sounding board for carrie as like a vestige of carrie an extension of carrie um you need samantha and i think that loss has to be something that we we as Carrie, if she's our like avatar, go through. We must. I agree with you. You know what's also interesting that they can't really work around is that they can't. They either have to kill off the character or they have to write in something where it's like there was a falling out, right? But it's just it it wouldn't really be believable because because Kim Cattrall's whole thing is. Throughout my entire time working on that show with those women, I felt left out. I felt blah, blah, blah. I felt blah, blah, blah. That was like a long standing, mm-hmm. sort of like long simmering conflict. With Sex in the City, it's like the best, most touching part of the first movie. And tell me if you agree with me. Tell me if this is sister support. Mm-hmm. Is when they're in Mexico and Carrie's in bed and Samantha comes over with a tray mm-hmm. of food and like feeds Carrie. Yeah. Do, do, you, know, do you know that moment? That's not, about that's she, just, not, yes. she just smiles. She, she just smiles and she's like, feeds her. she yep. just like feeds her. And I'm just like, that is, I think Joel and I agree. Like that is like my, our favorite part of the movie. Yeah. I think you, that, you disagree that's with me? not, no, no, no. I, I mean, that's a huge emotional like <laughs> pillar of the movie. And the, and the fact that like we watched this woman go beyond best friend, she's family. Like the, the four yes. of them are family. The and family. so that they're not going to have a falling out. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. Not when Samantha is in her sixties. You right. know what I mean? I just, right. Or or who knows? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I've enjoyed the show for years and the content uh, since the show ended uh, uh, invariably. Like, I, I've loved the first movie for what it was. The second movie, I'm, I don't think we needed. But um, right. when we're doing a limited series afterwards and it's not going to have Samantha, 
I just think we we have to engage with that fact that she's not going to be there. Yes. And, you know, a lot of the show does examine what it's like to age as a woman. And obviously, a part of any person's experience as you age is you lose people. So maybe, uh, you know, if I'm going to be really optimistic here, it'll be something really good for the series because it gives the women something to explore on a very deep yes. emotional level. And it is also going to change the dynamic. So that, yes. in, in a way, it could be a gift for the narrative. But then you also have to contend with the fact that we know what it's like when Samantha is there and it's so fun. And she exactly. is the, the really the reason for so much of the comedy of that show. A majority. I completely agree. I have nothing to add. Also, just like, I feel like, I feel like, you know what? It'll be a good thing if it makes Carrie realize she needs to divorce big. Because I do think that that, that needs to end. Sure. Um, who, who I know we're saying that no one could replace Samantha. Mm. No one could be the fourth woman. Who in the already existing canon of Sex in the City would be a good replacement? I think either Amy Sedaris or Margaret, Margaret Cho. In the um, already existing <laughs> canon. Honestly, I don't think there is someone in the already existing canon well, that I could know, even come close saying, to. So this is what I'll say. If, if it was going to be anything, they need to make a new friend and it needs to be Vivica Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because I'm not seeing enough color. I'm not seeing enough color. And I didn't uh, see enough didn't color see when I walked in. When I started the series. <laughs> it's our job. I'm not seeing enough color. We've I'm openly talked on the podcast color. about how <laughs> Matt has added that lilt and that inflection to that quote, quote unquote, where it's I, where like Ellen Pompeo. I'm not seeing <laughs> enough color. I'm not. It's, Ellen Pompeo goes, I'm not seeing enough color, but we have twisted the auditory memory of this. I'm not seeing enough color color. here. I didn't see it when I came in here today. When I I came in here today. (laughs) And I didn't see it when I came here today. Name another legend. Name another legend. Um, One more thing I wanted to ask you about before we jumped into I Don't Think So Honey. Um, Yes. Thank you for driving the conversation today, by the way, girl. Sister support. Well, girl, sometimes on these culture catch-ups, I just want to hit the cultural items because sometimes the girls, the readers, they get a little edgy with us afterwards when we haven't discussed it. Okay. You're right. So I I, this touched down in the news just today. Um, So Disneyland, did you hear they're going to revamp the Jungle Cruise? Because it's hard, horrifically racist. Tell me. Yes, tell, so me, tell the, me more. So basically, this is part of like a whole initiative that the company is going through where you know they're changing Splash Mountain. Right. To Princess Tiana and Friends. It's now going to be like a, a um, Princess and the Frog thing. Yes. And the Jungle Cruise is finally taking out all of its like very racist depiction of natives uh-huh. um, and just changing the narrative so that those things aren't in there. And I was just thinking to myself about how like that entire area of the park, like which is like um, Frontierland and Adventureland, is entirely about colonialism. It's about imperialism, yeah. It's just interesting that like finally we're waking up to this. And then I thought about the Hall of Presidents, which has just had Trump giving speeches every single day in Disney World for the past four years, I guess. And now they're putting it down so they can build the Joe Biden animatronic. But I'm like, maybe we should just get fucking rid of this. And like revamp the entire thing because it's not acceptable. <laughs> no. You, oh my God, you should have played um Bioshock Infinite, where it's truly like it's this it's this 
it, it's this like game that takes place in, I want to say, like, let's say the 30s, 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. even, um, that takes place on this steampunky, lol, city in the sky called Columbia. Uh huh. And basically, like, it's this like place where um, this one guy, I forget his name, um, Hans, did you play it? Maybe Hans can fill in um, the details here. Yeah. Okay. Hans, what was that guy's name? Oh, Comstock, right? There's so this, this is guy. Wow, I love when like, Hans is just present right away that you know he's listening. You know I know. I mean? You know he's listening. Hans. He's Hans looks really good today. He really did. Everyone, everyone look up Hans's wedding. Is that okay? Well, you know what, you know what's, you know what's so interesting? <laughs> he looked, they look, no, he said no. When they you look type, so good. What, they look so good. When you type in Las Culturistas in, in, to search, Hans pops up. Producer Hans. Everyone, I mean, Hans is a good name. Hans is he says, a mysterious he said, no name. way, way. No way. It's because we talk about you constantly. So some, like back on, in the Forever Dog days when we would say HPJ, Hot Producer Joe. Hot Producer Joe. They would, the, all the fans would always be asking. It's not happening for me. What's not happening? Las Culturistas. <laughs> He's apparently <laughs> typing it in. Literally, Hans. The search. I'm telling you what happens. If I do it right now, it will pop up. Open up, open up, open up um, incognito mode and go to google.com. And we're gonna do Las Culturistas. I'm telling you, it does. Hans, it. yeah, I I see Hans on on an incognito. Like it's not even algorithmed to my own search history. I see okay. it. Las culture culturistas. Hans, it's literally the third thing. It says Las Culturistas podcast, Las Culturistas top two hundred, Las Culturistas Hans. Hans, a star. And I'm really happy that it's. And also, Las Culturistas Doug is up here too. Doug, Anna. What about Anna? We need Anna love. Everyone, start searching for Las Culturistas Anna. We need. We need some Anna love. Um, but it also. I'm okay, also so- honored that it says Las Culturistas Survivor Watch Order. So the girls are are doing their oh, research. They're seeking it out. Um. Okay. The autofill. That's what we're saying. Yes, yes the autofill. That's what he said. Do you mean the autofill? Yes, the autofill. We do mean the autofill. Um, wow, I'm before Matt Rogers. Okay, Hans. <laughs> Tell me about the game. Um, basically, it's like, it's not a theme park, but it is this like separate space that celebrates and like venerates America in a way that is completely darkly like glorifying like slavery and like it's like this is what the founding fathers would have wanted like this is the only city in america that the founding fathers would have been proud of it's like truly it's roughly the description right right hans but anyway like that game lol woke me up to like that shit before like any book and now i get to like read about all this stuff but like that was the game where i was like oh all of america is like darkly darkly white supremacist and i mean i knew that before but like this was just like a weird like way in to be like oh like yeah the things at disneyland and disney world that like celebrate american history in a way that like looks past all of like the violent brutal stuff is like should not exist i don't know and not that it shouldn't exist but like it's just i don't know it should be reconceived absolutely and that's when you realize like of course um americans have this insane ego and believe that that are so resistant to change in these areas because we've been inundated with even in Disney world, which for someone that's from like suburbs, like product of like, uh, you know, baby boomer generation, American dream, whatever, like from then on, like is the picture of idyllic society and how you celebrate quote unquote other cultures, like is to experience like something like you, like you would in Disney world. And literally it's like, 
their depiction of natives is disgusting. Like mm-hmm. Splash Mountain, like is based on a racist movie. Like, and that's mm-hmm. the most popular attraction there. It's like all these little things, and we've just been we've had an you animatronic that. in Disney World that's Trump per- performing every day. <laughs> like it's crazy, and that's they when- can't have them. They can't have him speak anymore. Like I, they can make it so that he doesn't say anything and he just sits there. I mean, that's. I- I started a change.org petition years ago you that did. was do not do not ago. build a a, a a a Trump animatronic and it got some traction. Disney really did not did. listen. In fact, Joe Walsh, who ran for president, posted it and oh, said, God. "The liberal elite, look at them. They've gotten more ridiculous than ever." And then he ran against Trump as like, "I'm the Republican antidote to Trump." And he was like, he fully tried to drag me online. And I was like, "Thanks LOL. for the boost." I remember before Andrew Breitbart died, he tried to drag me online too. And I was just like, bitch. And he died. And as a result, he died. (laughs) As a result, he died. Um, All right. Is it time for I don't think so, honey? I suppose it is. Oh my God. Okay. This is fun. This is I don't think so, honey. Matt, what is I don't think so, honey? You always ask. And I feel (laughs) like they know, but I will say because if there's just one person that's listening that doesn't know, it's worth it for them. You know, if this changes one heart, and that's what I said when I started this podcast with you. I was like, you know what, Bowen, I'll do the podcast with you because if it changes one person's mind, if it changes one person's heart, if it makes one person realize within themselves that they need to change, it'll have been worth it. Do you know that? do Do you love that? Do you love that Celine Dion song, One Heart? I love that song. Do you know how it goes? Um, can you sing it? One heart keeps you wondering. One day needs you when any love finds a way through the night. Listen to it. I have never it's heard it, but piercing. I love it based on the way you sound. Thank have, you. Do you know what song I love the other night that I was, and I'm actually going to listen to was it after it this. It was, yes, it was Celine. It was The Reason. <gasps> I don't you know The Reason. The reason oh, yes. Up every day. Incredible. Through the night, you are the reason. Oh my God. Can we give it up for Celine? Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Celine Dion. What a treasure. Anyway, I don't think so, honey, is one minute of ranting against something in pop culture that we Mm. don't like. And you say, I don't think so, honey, while you do it, which a lot of our readers last week got a little upset at Trixie Mattel, when who did Trixie not Mattel say, I don't say. think so, honey. <laughs> but what I would say to Trixie Mattel not say, I don't think so, honey, is she doesn't need to. And she no. gave, what a fun episode that was. Jesus. Very fun. Um, Very but fun. Yes. But this is, I don't think so, honey. Matt, would you like to go first? Today, you're going to go first. Oh my God. Well, I think that's a bad omen. I think that means things are going to go be backwards for everyone. Oh my God. Okay. Listen, uh, uh, I feel confident that it will go forwards. Great. And I feel so confident that it will go forwards that at this time, I have no hesitation when I <laughs> press go on this Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. Your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Celebrating Joe Biden reversing the trans military ban. Who is this actually helping? I'm not saying that there aren't trans people who want to join the military. That person exists. Those people exist in our country. But in just wanting to abolish the police is incompatible with glorifying, celebrating the military industrial complex in wanting people to join it because we're doing fine. We're doing more than okay with the way things are right now. Um, 
I don't know if you've heard, but defense spending and defense budgets are sort of the biggest money suck that this country's ever, ever had. We don't 15 need to celebrate the idea that trans people get to be part of this terrible, 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 nefarious force in the world. Patty Harrison said it best. Um, I don't want to be invited to the party, but um, it's I'm hurt that I still wasn't invited. To, to right a wrong doesn't make it right even still. And that's one minute. That's a very interesting take, Bowen Yang. I think it's a take that a lot of people are sharing uh, today. I mean, uh, so so yeah, we're recording this on Monday. I think over the weekend, that's when Joe Biden repealed or reversed. I'm sorry. Yes, the ban, and like it makes sense that it it is a good thing. It's on a net positive, for right? Me. It's a good that's thing in is. that there's equality in terms that of the discrimination so- in all in all forms is bad, yes. right? And so I guess like. In 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 terms of like yes, Your Honor, this is why we're supporting this. Like any discrimination should have no place in any workforce. So I understand why people are, and also there's a lot of people out there that want to serve their country, and you yes, know what I mean. Of course. And so yes, everyone should have an equal opportunity to do that. But what you're saying is totally true, which is it's the same thing as people celebrating the fact that we have our first black defense secretary. Where right. and then people are like. Oh yeah, I now I, can't, I I'm so touched that I'm represented um and like uh, now I can now little kids can grow up and be and aspire to be defense secretaries like who yeah. cares? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's yeah, just uh, really it, it's just really weird to me. It, it, it's that meme of like, you know, you know, Democrats having like a a plane like a bomber airplane with like BLM and the pride flag on. It's like wait, yeah. it's like we're still we are still like um, funding the destabilization of other governments worldwide, and it's it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's like America put on like a hot dress and was like, <laughs> like didn't didn't like um, do their hair. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like we still we still know it's you, support. and you're still shitty. Why did you come to the party shitty. this way? It's like, you're but don't you like my dress that says Pride? It's like no, it's a bitch, cute you're dress. Shitty still. It's a cute dress, but you're still shitty. You're still shitty. You okay. shouldn't have come this way. No, thank you. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, Matt, are you ready? Do you think I'm so stupid? I think I will never, ever, ever stop telling you how you are like one of the smartest people I know. Okay, well then I think you'll like my I don't think so, honey. Okay, girl. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey, for remotes. In order to work my TV, it's four remotes. I have to turn on the TV with one remote. Then you have to turn on the cable with another remote. Go over. Then there's the Apple TV remote. And there's more remotes for volume and shit. I don't think so, honey, that the remotes are often small. The Apple TV Mm, remote is so small, it can literally go away. So not only am I responsible for four different remotes, my four children, but now some of them are small and easy to lose. I need one remote, one Mm, remote to rule them all. Because four is a crowd and it's a crowd on my coffee table, which already has other things on it. It's like insane Four remotes. And also, I'm sorry, but the fact of the matter is this LG remote, I'm going to drag you. It's chaotic. And a lot of these remotes have different sensitivities. So it's different adjustments. I don't think so. I need too much work. It's like math. And that's one minute. It's like math. I absolutely agree with you. Look at this. 
Roku. The Roku is too much. LG. The, the Roku. Apple. Apple TV. Cable. And, and what's the fourth? Oh, cable. See, that's why I don't do cable. That's why I do the YouTube TV so that I can at least control it on the same remote as the Apple TV, which is, yes, too small. This is so tiny. This is one of the smallest things in America. The way, that's one of the smallest things in America. The way I've lost that thing and gotten so panicked. I'm like, how will I control the TV? I don't want to do it through my phone. Oh, no, nightmare. Nightmare. They need to make that remote, that specific remote bigger. Look at this. Here's the thing. If a remote is smaller than a dick I'd be excited about, Mm-hmm. It needs to be bigger. Every remote needs to be the size of a good dick. And I'm looking at yes. this Apple TV remote. And if I saw a penis erect that was this big, I'd be like, I mean, I might lose it in my mouth. Yeah, I might. This might go missing in my <laughs> crevices. There you go. Can I ask you a question, a personal question? Yeah. What is your like sexual vitality oh my God. like right now? Are you feeling horny? I'm so, I'm not. I'm so glad you asked this. I went to this, uh, the bookstore today, uh, Greenlight um, in, in Brooklyn. I picked up a few books. I picked up um, Detransition Baby, which I'm really excited to keep reading. I re- I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, mm-hmm. the novel. And then uh, I bought a book called Getting It. I forget who, the, who it's written by, but it's this really nice, thick handbook on like ethical hooking up there's a book called the ethical slut which is classic but this is like a really fun dare i say like very millennial designed Mm -hmm. book that it's about like modern hookup culture and like a way to like really considerately approach casual casual sex and like understand the reasons why you specifically the reasons you want to hook up with people Mm -hmm. um and how to like it really like builds this foundation on like consent and um, disclosures and all this stuff. It's great. I'm reading this now and I'm, and I'm getting horny and I'm like, okay, me, even me reading about hooking up is getting me horny. I don't, I'm not saying that like I'm in, I'm like enacting, I'm acting on my sexual vitality um, recently, but I've been horny. You should read this book and maybe it'll get you horny. I, I'm surprised that love life didn't get you horned up. It literally, there were some scenes in it, which were like her getting railed. And I was just like, I really should be horned <laughs> up right now, but I'm just like, good for her. I'm so excited for her. Yay. Ordinarily I'd be like, I got to stop this to pump one out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop this show. It's so That's- sexy and horny. I got to pump one out. Oh my God. You're being, that is, this is, this is what I'm picking up from that. Sesame Street. Oh my God! Bar- yes, I was gonna say Sesame Street. Barbara Streisand and um, Tim Platt, <laughs> our friend, our friend Tim Platt. Pump one out. That's <laughs> he really is a good a good combination of Barbara Streisand and a Muppet or a Sesame Street he, character. He uh, look he's 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 worked with um, at the Sesame Street workshop. Oh, I we love. Uh, can we say Sesame Street is such culture? I fuck it. I mean, we sound like Chalet was sharp. There's no, uh, there's no bigger Sesame Street fanatic than Chalet was sharp. We I love, love that. Love that. But, but we love Sesame Street. Oh, are you kidding me? Me stuck at home on, on sick days, not having cable. I was fucking 14 years old, still watching Sesame Street, still getting my kicks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Darling Cookie dear. Monster. Cookie Monster. Name another legend. Cookie was Cookie. one of the biggest icons of my childhood because he knew what he wanted and yes. he was unapologetic about it. But he wasn't antagonizing anyone. 
He no. was just like, I'm so sorry. I miss, I, I miss the cookie. I have to eat. I have cookie? to eat it. He wanted it so bad. And he said, look, he, accept me as I am. And it's, that's part of unity yes. is seeing people where they are. And cookie wanted cookie. And cookie also was saying to the children, let's eat vegetables now and then too. Mm-hmm. And cookie is, <laughs> she has a point. She's an, icon. She's an icon. She's a legend. She's a legend. She, she is, is the, the moment. moment. Now, now come, come on, on now. I was going to say one more thing about Cookie Monster and I forgot. Well, she's blue. Well, she's blue. She's so good with kids. The kids oh, love yeah. Cookie Monster. Addicted and he loves to, them. The kids are addicted to his kids energy. Kids are addicted to Cookie Monster. And I just, I we're singling out Cookie Monster. There are other Sesame Street people that Oscar we love. Oscar the Grouch will stand the test of time. Stand the test of time. Elmo can get a little much. You can get annoying. Elmo steals the spotlight, I think. Elmo can get very annoying. And it, and it's... Now we said it. And now we said it. Big Bird is Big Bird is stoner icon, chill icon. The girls are vibing when Big Bird is around. Yes. Big Bird is a legend. Big Bird is a legend. She's an icon. She's, She's an a icon. legend. She's a legend. She, she is, is the moment. The moment. <laughs> now, now, come, come on, on now. Did you see the trailer, for the little clip <laughs> no. from Wendy Williams' biopic? Don't worry. It is the scene where she's dressed as the Statue of Liberty and has and like faints. a fainting spell. Don't worry. It's that. Don't worry. The actress <laughs> gives you Wendy. Don't worry. There is dramatic underscoring underneath it. It's clear this is a huge plot point in the film. I don't want anyone oh. to worry. I just didn't want anyone to worry about the Wendy worry. Williams biopic. Don't oh, worry. My... <laughs> Wendy Williams, have you, you've seen the, um, there's just so much good Wendy stuff. I mean, I'm just kind of, I might be preaching to the choir, but you have to look up uh, to our listeners and to my sister, Matt, but there's just so many good videos. Of, I've, I've showed you the video of um, her walking out to the studio into silence and people, yes. you know, it's just, yes. her. and then, and then like Wendy Williams with no sound. And then just what I think is so funny and it doesn't really make any sense, but have you seen the one where it's the Halloween show and they, so she's talking, she's doing hot topics, but they cut to a member of the audience who is wearing like a full on like zombie mask that covers their entire head and it looks terrifying. And Wendy must see the monitor from where she's sitting because she's talking and she goes, so anyway, and then they cut to this audience member and it's like a full zombie head. They come back to Wendy and she goes, and everyone knows what I'm talking about. Who's listening readers. They go, she goes, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) No, look it up right now. It'll take two seconds. Look up Wendy Williams. What was that? (laughs) That's all I have to look up. Yes. Wendy Williams. What was that? What was that? (laughs) It's, it's, so funny. <laughs> it's eight seconds long. Perfect. Hold on. Yes. I hope I don't get an ad, bitch. YouTube is popping bitch. off with the ads lately. It's really pissing me you off. You have to get the extension that blocks the ad. You know what? What was that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait I have to watch it again. <laughs> and you know what? What was that? And you know what? What was that? What was that? It's very, what you know what that? it is? It's, it's very similar. And I'm so glad we brought this back up last week when Trixie was on, but um, it's very, break a leg. What did you say to me? What, what did, did you say to me? I said, I said break, break a leg. leg. No, I'm not going to break a leg. I'm going to get the part. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Did you see? Oh my God. I guess, I guess Tiffany Pollard said something transphobic and she oh had, no. um, 
this woman Sage on her Instagram live to like walk her through what she had done. Um, it was really uh-huh. yeah, she had a oh, moment. I, this she had a moment this week. I heard that she really like she was illuminated by something, and that like it was like a it was an interesting moment where she like learned, you know. She, you know, she she's take, trying to take the right steps, and she gave space on her Instagram okay. live to this um, trans woman Sage, who like really didn't let her off the hook. She was like, "I want you to know, I'm upset with you because what you did was transphobic, and this is mm-hmm. I'm willing to come on here and have this um, conversation with you and engage with you because that's I think Very how good. we're all going to get better." But uh, I, it's not really up to me right now to like accept your apology. Sure, and Tiffany did. A couple of times did try to exonerate herself, but you know, this woman Sage was very paced, patient and overall mm. I think it was a good discussion. But I and I did watch the whole thing. It was it was interesting to see Tiffany Pollard grapple with this. She is someone who has a capacity to become president of the United States. That and to course correct sort of in that way. Of course you know, we shouldn't be surprised that someone would push back. Um but it seems like it sounds like overall the directionality of it is positive. Where it was positive. I mean, to. from yeah. where it was to where it is, yeah. It's I don't exactly right. know what she did, and I, I didn't. I'm, I'm not. I think it's something that she did on her new reality show. But um, right. But it seemed like she was willing to start uh, a journey, which is good. That's great. Listen, Bo, another one in the basket. Another one in the basket. I was I was gonna just um do it again. No, I'm not gonna break a leg. I'm gonna get the part. That's what I'm gonna do. Amazing. What was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's very you. It's very what was you. that? What was that? Um, I mean, Wendy, right, well, Wendy is an icon. Whenever she, whenever she unwraps the candy and says, you know, Tanasha is really getting into it with such and such. <laughs> the audience. Perfect. You're Nick in your Jonas. <laughs> Priyanka Chopra didn't look so good at the Emmys. <laughs> It's so funny that when they cut to her audience now, which is just like 10 people spread out wearing how you do in masks and they're just yeah. like nodding and clapping along. And I mean, you can't see their mouth, just their open, open eyes looking at Wendy like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. Um, another one in the basket. Um, I, yep. I think that um, we should end this podcast the way that Katy Perry ended the 2020 election cycle. With this song. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag Drifting through the wind Wanting to start again Do you ever feel Feel so paper thin Like a house of cards You just got in Do you ever feel Already buried deep Six feet under the screams And no one seems to hear a thing Do you know that there's Still a chance for you Cause there's a spark in you 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 just gotta ignite, ignite the light and let it shine. Just, just own the night like the fourth of July. Cause baby, you're a firework. Come on, show your worth. Make them go, uh, 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 as you shoot across the sky. For more of that song, listen to Firework by Katy Perry on the album Teenage Dream. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 
There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 